Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studio, Presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Chicago's number one and most listened to sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. It's time for the Parkins Playoff Show with your host, Danny Parkins. Live on the Odyssey app in 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. But it was all 49ers in the second half. And their roll continues. An 11th consecutive win. Brock Purdy is now 6-0 as a starter in the NFL. Defense made those plays. Offense, season-high 41 points and a season-high 505 yards. So they'll settle in like the rest of us and see who's coming out here to Santa Clara next weekend. And this would be the third largest. And create one long transcontinental flight home for the Chargers. Meanwhile, Jacksonville can set their sights likely on Kansas City. Here we go for the win. Got it, but there's a flag down. There's a flag down as everybody's running out onto the field, but there's a penalty marker. And they call it on the defense. Unbelievable. Uh, that, that is unbelievable. Boots them into the divisional round. Good morning. Do not be confused by the voice that you are hearing. It is the Parkins Playoff Show. I am Danny Parkins, coming to you for the next two hours, taking you up until you better you bet. Got Sean Sears in studio. The highlights there, courtesy of Fox and CBS, or Fox and NBC, excuse me. And, um, you know, one game went according to plan, and one game did not. Uh, we will get into the games from yesterday. Uh, in just a minute, if you're saying, why are you doing this? My wife asked me the same thing. No, I mean, yeah, 7 a.m. On a, on a Sunday is early. But the NFL playoffs are a special time, and I don't know if you heard, but it's not just any wild card weekend. It's the super wild card weekend. But uh, basically the concept of this show is simple. I talk NFL with you and my friends. So my guests will always be people that I would consider, uh, you know, friends in real life. And we just kind of go through it and hang out. So coming up in about 40 minutes, we're going to do some gambling talk with Ben Heisler. There was some historic stuff in that game yesterday. Some poor sap over at one of the sites that when the Chargers were up 27-0, bet the Chargers to win on the money line, they bet $1.4 million, and if the Chargers won the game, they would have won 11000 Instead, they lost $1.4 million. So, that sucks. And then we got three games today that we will get into. And then, uh, coming up in about an hour and 20 minutes, you will have never heard someone who sounds more New York. 
Uh, my guy, John Jastrzemski, he hosts the New York, New York podcast for The Ringer. They had Daniel Jones, Giants quarterback, on every week. I looked at this slate of Sunday games, and they're not very good, frankly. And uh, it's Dolphins, Bills, Giants, Vikings, and Ravens, Bengals. I was like, who could I get? I was like, oh, okay. JJ, John Jastrzemski, is a diehard Dolphins fan but he covers the Giants for his podcast. I'm like, all right, well, that's two birds, one stone, and two of the more interesting stories of the six teams going today. So those are our guests, but also uh, phone lines are open starting now, 312-644-6767. Anything and everything, NFL playoffs, uh, predictions, reactions, and maybe most appropriately, anything you saw that you felt was relevant to the Chicago Bears. So we're doing that for the next two hours. I appreciate you being with us. Then you better, you bet, takes over at 9 o'clock. Um, well, that was the third biggest comeback in NFL playoff history. 27 nothing, Overcome, 31-10 final score. And it's the fifth biggest comeback in NFL history. And I can't say I can't believe it because I actually was at the second biggest comeback in NFL playoff history. So that was a 27-point comeback last night. I was in Indianapolis for Chiefs-Colts when Andrew Luck overcame 38-10 to for a 28-point comeback and ended up winning the game 45-44. And, you know, there were a few, uh, you know, the differences were, um, you know, Jamal Charles for the Chiefs got hurt in that Colts-Chiefs game. There were turnovers committed by the Chiefs, mistakes that were made. The craziest thing, and there were a lot of crazy things, but the craziest thing to me about that game last night was sure the Chargers made some mistakes strategically, and we'll talk about Brandon Staley in a minute. Um, you know, questionable challenge, questionable field goal decision. You can quibble with they should have uh, run the ball more to keep the clock going. But basically, if you're going to overcome a 27-point deficit, in just over two quarters of play, you're going to expect that there were special teams, touchdowns, game-flipping plays, pick sixes, own red zone turnovers. You would think that there would be massive shoot-yourself-in-the-foot, give-the-game-away moments. And... Only kind of. Look, there were bad ones, right? The Bosa penalty was bad, and we'll talk about it. The reaction was terrible. But before we get totally onto the Chargers side of it, which I do think is the bigger part of the story, I think you got to give credit to the Jaguars. Jaguars. I'm not up, used to being up this early. That was a weird voice crack right there. But if you just look at it, they're down 27 nothing. 28 seconds left in the first half. Trevor Lawrence, passing touchdown. Third quarter, 5-16 left in the third. Trevor Lawrence, passing touchdown. You go to 50 seconds left in the third quarter. Trevor Lawrence, passing touchdown. You go to 5-30 left in the fourth quarter. Trevor Lawrence, passing touchdown. They basically just went touchdown, 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 touchdown. Field goal with a two-point conversion mixed in for good measure. Like the Jaguars threw a perfect game after throwing four interceptions in the first half. You know, it was it was so wild. Tale of two cities, tale of two halves. But like you would think that the Chargers would have thrown a pick six. There would have been a special teams touchdown. Like Scott Cashmer had this stat. On Twitter, teams allowing 30 points or more, Chargers gave up 31, with zero takeaways, were 
two and 172 in NFL history. Now three and 172 because the Chargers scored 30 points and the Jaguars forced zero takeaways. That's crazy. To do that with no turnovers, no takeaways, no crazy fluky plays, give up 30-plus points, win that game, we've never seen it before. I remember the Russell Wilson NFC Championship game against the Packers with all of those turnovers. Like We've seen teams win with turning the ball over, but turning the ball over, uh, but, but not getting any takeaways, allowing that many points and winning, only happened twice in NFL history. Now it's happened a third time. And I don't think the Jaguars are winning in Kansas City and winning in Arrowhead. Um, but they'll play a cleaner game, and they're certainly scary, and they'll feel like they dodged one. But the bigger story, unfortunately, in games like this where you don't feel like either team can win the Super Bowl, which nobody thought going in with a 5v4 matchup, if you blow, if you blow the lead... The bigger story's in the losing locker room. And my guy, Brandon Staley, who, hey, check the check the, the tape. On Friday at Cubs convention, I said, no longer my guy. I sold my last stock at, like, my last share of Brandon Staley stock at, like, 16 cents. So I know how to get off a sinking ship. I was like, uh... The dude in the Titanic was like, I have a child. Please, I'm all she has in the world. And I'm just like the last guy off the ship. Brandon Staley might be great at defensive game planning, and that was a part of what forced four interceptions. But when you're the coach who gives up all those points late, your team makes some of the mistakes that they make, and Mike Williams isn't available because you played him in a meaningless Week 18 game and you lose that game, and Sean Payton is circling the waters. I wouldn't be sh- surprised at all if Brandon Staley's fired today. And frankly, I think Brandon Staley should be fired today. Now, I got some questions about Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton, without Drew Brees, leaves a lot to be desired. He had a decent partial season with Jameis. He fell in love with Taysom Hill. But you could make the argument, and I would, that it wouldn't really matter what Sean Payton is without Drew Brees, because with Drew Brees, he was one of the best play callers of the last 25 years we'd seen in the NFL, because he'd have Justin Herbert. And I think that Justin Herbert is the fourth best quarterback in the NFL. I think it goes Mahomes one, Allen two, Burrow three, Herbert four. Now the Chargers are going to Charger, and they have some historic bad luck. And my God, did that continue. But if you lose Mike Williams, playing him in a game that was meaningless, and you double and triple down on your process, like Brandon Staley did, and you blow this game, and you've got questionable coaching decisions within the game that you blow, and you've got players who are not disciplined within that game, I think you get fired the day after you lose. It's hard to make the argument that the Chargers did not underachieve, even though I would have said for 75% of the season that the Chargers were underachieving because of injury. Because of Derwin James and Joey Bosa and Rashawn Slater and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, guys who were banged up at various points of the season. But... Then when you're getting healthy and you cause a guy to get hurt by playing him in a game that didn't matter and then you have that type of collapse and those caliber of offensive coaches are out there and you've got uh, a Super Bowl caliber roster, I think you're getting fired the next day, just being honest. 
We should talk about Joey Bosa, though. Joey Bosa, uh, thinking that there was a false start, it not being called, spiking his helmet, and then that allowing the Jaguars to continue the drive and get closer and go for two instead of the extra point, well, how about you just make a play instead of bitching and moaning and complaining and spiking your helmet on the sidelines? It's actually pretty hilarious. If you go back and watch the replay or you check it out on Twitter, the video was going semi-viral, uh, Joey Bosa slams his helmet into the ground, but he'd already had the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty earlier in the game. And if you get two that are directed at an official or a player, uh, you get ejected from the game. So Brandon Staley, the head coach, like runs onto the field to pick up Joey Bosa's helmet, and he brings it back to Joey Bosa. And Joey Bosa takes his helmet back from his head coach and he spikes it into the ground again. It was crazy. So Joey Bosa, though, basically a a ghost all night, make a play. You were a part of the reason why the Jaguars were able to come back. And then you do that inappropriate stuff and by the way it's a weird rule where like you get tossed for two unsportsmanlike conducts but that's not one because that's like a uniform uh like if you were to spike the helmet in the direction of the ref he gets tossed but because he does it on the sideline he doesn't but still cost him a point so the chargers imploded on themselves i'm going to talk more about in-game coaching decisions coming up in 45 minutes there were a few things there from brandon staley But most notably, I want to talk about how we discuss and cherry pick what we get mad at and what we celebrate when it comes to coaches. But the Jaguars' epic comeback somewhat overshadowed by the Chargers' epic collapse because I think the Chargers' epic collapse leads to a firing. And it was – I mean, the second half of that game kind of saved the day because the Niners – Started a little slow. I mean, they actually started hot. Uh, got up 10 nothing, But then they were down 14-13, and Seattle was hanging around. And then they were down 17-16 at half, and they were, you know, each of their wards uh, in the in the secondary. Jimmy Ward and uh, what's his name? Chardavious Ward were, yeah, were both had terrible plays in the secondary. And it was like, oh, my God, Seattle thinks it's a damn fight. They're going to make this a game. And then, so 17-16 at half and 25-6 the rest of the way. Chargers just blew, blew them out. The, I said this for, like, I do a podcast on the NFL with uh, Andrew Filipponi, who hosts Afternoons in Pittsburgh. It's called First and Pod, 1ST ampersand pod, First and Pod. Check it out wherever you get your podcast. We do two a week during the season. We try to talk about every team, every game, every week. We do talk about every game. We mostly talk about every team. But I've been saying for, like, honestly, like eight weeks, that I didn't believe in Dallas, uh, certainly didn't believe in Minnesota, didn't believe that Tampa could turn it on, and that San Francisco and Philly were on a collision course in the NFC Championship game. Um, And that's how I still feel. But the Niners offensively, with Kyle Shanahan running the show, their offensive line, and a skill position group of Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle, feel unfair. And you add in, Brock Purdy is not just along for the ride. He started that game very shaky, but he made some plays. He made some pretty impressive escapability plays, some improvisational plays. Dude had three touchdown passes. Again. And a rushing touchdown. Again. And he had three touchdown passes in the last game of the season when they were trying to get that one seed. Like, he's he's a playmaker. Now, he had some horrible misses early that were not intercepted, and they certainly could have been, but felt like he was just settling into that game. I think they're on a collision course for the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. I think their defense uh, is still very, very good. Seattle did some things 
that gave them some problems early, but they clamped down late. And when they play with the lead and the other team gets a little bit more one-dimensional, then their defensive line just gets absolutely terrifying. And Gino's, Gino had an amazing season. DK Metcalf's a great player. Um, Seattle, I think, has a very tough decision on what they want to do with that Broncos pick because Gino was 25 of 35, was the most accurate quarterback in the NFL this year. Uh, they've got problems on other areas of their defense. Like you give them a, you know, a top defensive player that obviously upgrades them, but it would. I, I think they're probably drafting a quarterback. I think they're signing Geno and drafting a quarterback and saying Geno's 32, going to be 33 for next season. He's not the long-term answer, even if he's one of the best stories in the NFL. We'll talk gambling from yesterday and, more importantly, look ahead to the triple header today with Ben Heisler in 20 minutes. But coming up next, we got a problem with a legend, folks. It's the parking. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Playoff show on 670 The Score. We're back live with more of the Parkins Playoff Show with your host, Danny Parkins, live on the Odyssey app and 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Lawrence protected well. Going deep. Has a man open again. Zane Jones for the touchdown. Pick the right time to take that deep shot. They call these winners. And he said he has the freedom to dial one up anytime he wants, even if they haven't run it during practice that week. He saw something, went to it, and audible to the touchdown. That was Al Michaels and Tony Dungy on NBC last night. I am Danny Parkins on the Parkins Playoff Show. Thank you to the texters who are being very kind about being happy to hear me on a Sunday morning. If there is an NFL playoff game on a Sunday, I will do a show. Today it's from 7 to 9, taking you up till you better you bet. Uh, the next three shows, three of the next four Sundays, because obviously there's a week off between Championship Sunday and Super Bowl Sunday, I'll be on from 8 to 10 a.m. And uh, the concept of the show is simple. Two hours of me on a Sunday morning talking with you, and the guests are my friends. So pretty simple. But um, appreciate you guys getting up with us and hanging out as we do this. So that touchdown there that you just heard Sean Sears play was to make it a one-score game. And keep in mind, they were down 27-0. So at that point, the third largest comeback in NFL playoff history 
very much um, is in progress. And I want to make clear that Al Michaels is a legend. He is a Mount Rushmore broadcaster. Okay? I could do this job and any job in media, sports media, for 40 years. And I will not accomplish 10% of what Al Michaels has accomplished. When he is on a game, it feels big. The guy did Miracle on Ice. The guy did Hagler Hearns. The guy did, I mean, everything. Uh, He called Monday Night Football. He called Sunday Night Football. He called the World Series. He called the Earthquake World Series. I mean, this guy did, has done everything, right? He is he is a goat. He is one of the greatest to ever do it. Called the NBA. The guy was traded for Lucky Rabbit. I mean, the, he's, he's the man. He's Al Michaels. He's Al Michaels. And he got a little bit of attention this year for seemingly being bored on Amazon for Thursday Night Football and their bad slate of games, but he's got an emeritus role with NBC, so he gets to go back to NBC and call this playoff game. And, man, NBC did not do him any favors because they paired him with uh, with Tony Dungy, who is just lifeless personified. And maybe Dungy should get more of the blame for sucking the energy out of the booth, and Al needs a younger, more energetic color commentator at this stage of his broadcasting life he's 78 years old but man al meet the moment i i couldn't believe what i was listening to it was like i mean even the final call that we played 30 minutes ago he's setting it up like and this will set up a long flight home for the chargers it was like al was worried about his flight back to california can we hear please Sean, the call of the two-point conversion, which, I mean, at this point, this is it's 30-26. to 26. It's a correct call, but a controversial one to, instead of allowing the field goal to tie, make the field goal to win, it comes after a Joey Bosa penalty, and Trevor Lawrence gets his Michael Jordan on and leaps over the line of scrimmage, Walter Payton style, holding the football out, and... Al Michaels couldn't be bothered for a little bit of enthusiasm. Let's hear it. Raucous right now. They're going to go for two to try to make it an eight-point, one-possession lead. Asking the crowd to calm down, quiet down, let them call the signals. Let's see what they call in here for the two-pointer. Jermichael Hasty in the backfield with Lawrence. Kirk in motion. Lawrence looked that way, fires, and it's incomplete. Back of the end zone looking for flag. There is none. Zay Jones covered by Asante Samuel. So the margin remains 10. I just, well, I was looking for the two-point conversion that he converted, that Lawrence converted. And he jumps over the lot, and he gets it to make it 30-28. He was just, he was just, there was nothing there. There was nothing there. And it was just, I mean, there was nothing there in that call either. I just couldn't believe it. And you wonder what you do in a situation like this. Because, I mean, they're talking about, they're giving love to Fred Goodelli, and he's this all-time producer, and they've done 500-plus games together, and they're reunited, and they went to Amazon, and blah, he's going into retirement. I'm like, my God, this game is not good. Where is Mike Tirico? Give me Mike Tirico. It was crazy. And the game just deserved better. It was... the You would think Al Michaels on Thursday Night Football being bored with the slate, being handed 
arguably the best game of this NFL season and inarguably the biggest comeback of this NFL season. So based on that, the most dramatic game of this NFL season, the idea of Al Michaels being handed a historic game in a big spot and not rising to the moment is, it was so jarring. We've never seen it before. I couldn't believe it. So that was just sad, honestly, in a lot of ways. No one will remember Al for that. He's not retiring. He'll be back next year. But I do think it's the type of game, because I wasn't the only one to notice it, I do think it's the type of game that's going to stick with some media critics for a while. And, like, now in conjunction with his demeanor on Thursday Night Football and his age and that performance in that big of a spot, I think you're going to start hearing more calls that, like, it's time for Al to step aside. And even as disappointed as I was, I won't even go that far because I just have – I mean, again, he's a Mount Rushmore guy. He signed a contract. Someone wanted to pay him. His voice still sounds big. Like, I I get why he wants to keep doing the job. Jeff Bezos is paying him an insane amount of money to work one day a week. Like, I, I get it. But we got the one of Trevor Lawrence – of we him do, getting the two-point conversion. We got it, Sean. Sure, let's We let's do. Hear it. Let's play it. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're going for two. Well, they are, but, the, but you know, but this, is an, this is a really interesting call. They're, right they're, they're going to win. They're, they're playing for the win on a field goal. So Hasty is the running back. They're going for two. And Lawrence reaches over and scores. Doug Peterson rolling the dice. I'll say. I mean, is that not insane? Pretty bad. <laughs> like, I, 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 and Lawrence reaches over and scores. There's five minutes left in the fourth quarter, and the number one pick in the draft, who's now thrown four touchdown passes after throwing four interceptions, just leaped over the line of scrimmage to make it a two-point game in an analytically driven but certainly debatable uh coaching decision and you got the replay and the like he's the ball is stretched out and he gets crunched I, I i was like i was like that is a massive play that is a massive play by the star of the game and he's like reaches over and gets it I'm like, what 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 i felt like i was taking crazy pills this is an nfl playoff game we are watching history. We got Al Michaels here. This isn't Spiro Titus. I'm allowed to have high expectations for this moment to be met by a Mount Rushmore guy. Reaches over and scores. Oh, thanks. Did he? Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. It was. I was, I was like, can someone get him a coffee? We've been watching bad football all day. Now we have unbelievable football. You're off of Amazon. You're back on NBC. You got the game. Give us the game. Oh, God. I was had more energy in my, in my room, in the living room. It's crazy. And again, legend. I will never approach anything approaching, 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 approaching what he's done. Damn, man. Damn. I was shocked. Ben Heisler, one of my oldest friends, very talented dude. He will react to yesterday. Someone bet $1.4 million when the Chargers were up 27 nothing to win eleven grand. Instead, they lost $1.4 million. We'll discuss the psychosis that goes into making wagers like that. Plus, look ahead to the triple header today. I got a bet that I absolutely love that you could still make as of this moment. We'll see if he agrees. Ben Heisler next on The Score. I'm just going to tell you, that's, that's a bad call. We're back live with more of the... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Parkins Playoff Show with your host, Danny Parkins, live on the Odyssey app and 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. 36-yarder from the right hash to win the game. Logan Cook will put it down. Riley Patterson. Cook puts it down. Patterson's kick is up. The field goal is good! 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 The Jaguars have won it! The Jaguars have won it! They have come back from 27-0 to win the game and move on. How good is that? Now that's a call. Good job by uh, Jeff Wegman on the Jaguars radio network. That's a call. Al Michaels can learn something from Jeff Wegman. That's what I always say. Al had a rough night. It's the Parkins Playoff Show. Thank you for being with us. I'll be doing this every Sunday morning. If there's an NFL playoff game, I will be on the air. So three of the next four Sundays. The next three will be from 8 to 10 a.m. And I'm hoping the guest that we have now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, will join me all of those Sundays to talk gambling. He's the former managing editor at Betsided. He's very, very sharp. He's done every job that you can do in media. I mean, he's he's right now a free agent, which is, uh, you know, it's bad for him temporarily, but it's going to be very good because he's going to have a bidding war for his services, and everyone is going to be interested in hiring this individual because he's so damn good at his job. Ben Heisler joining us now. What up, Benny Heis? What's happening, Parkins? You know, if Al Michaels had a vegetable once in a while, maybe would have found enough energy to be able to have a final call from the third greatest comeback in NFL playoff history. But that was that was absurd. It made no sense. We played the call of the two-point conversion when Trevor Lawrence went Air Jordan over the line of scrimmage to make it a two-point game, and he was like, Lawrence reaches over, gets it. I was like, am I... Is my TV broken? What happened to Al Michaels? I don't understand. And I'm not, I'm not even like a scream guy. I don't like Gus Johnson. But just how about just like, Lawrence leaps over. Wow. It's a two-point game. You know, like just, I don't know. Right. Yeah. right. And, and that's, always, that's always kind of been his mark, right? Like he's been good to set up the crowd reaction and to just have that, that visceral reaction over the course of the broadcast. And for him to just completely disappear from last night's remarkable ending uh, was definitely a letdown, especially him finally coming back to NBC and getting a, a good second half, which he hasn't really had for much of the year. Yeah, it was jarring. So before we get to the games today, um, Darren Ravel reported that someone bet $1.4 million when the Chargers <laughs> were up 27 nothing to win eleven grand. And obviously, instead, he lost $1.4 million. Normally, I don't care at all about these stories, but I would be interested in like a Bill Simmons running diary or uh, <laughs> some sort of live cam. I, I would like to know the profile of the psychosis of the individual who thought a Chargers lead was safe. It's probably somebody who's never watched the Chargers play football before. Would would have to be my only guess, unless they just enjoy lighting their own personal money on fire for satisfaction. This is a, a Chargers team has been one of the worst teams in the NFL in the second half, and a team notorious for a, a coach that makes bad second half decisions that talks about. And, and I remember, like you were a Brandon Staley guy, I was too initially because. He was aggressive on fourth down. He was going to, to go and be a little bit more analytically driven. And all of those just seem to completely go away when the right opportunity comes along. So that's my only rationale behind somebody deciding to take that kind of a bet 
uh, at that time with a team that is notorious for giving games away. I, I remember our, our, our buddy Carrington Harrison reached out to me and said, hey, do you think you can go ahead and uh, try and get on the, on the Jaguars at 10-1 to 1 live? And by the time I, I got back to him, he said, nah, never mind. It's down to five to one. I was like, huh. they still could win it. <laughs> they still have a chance to pull it off. And eventually he didn't end up pulling the trigger. But man, what a way to be able to go out. Yeah, I know someone who hit some some uh, Jaguars live at 22 to one. People were doing it all wow. game. Not, and listen, not, not that I expected it and I didn't. Uh, so I can't even be like, I told you so. But I just, I know this. I'm not betting 1.4 million to win 11K on the Chargers. Maybe no. on Tom Brady. <laughs> Uh, but 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 not not on the Chargers. So I got a bet for you today that's still on the board. Want to tell me t- tell me how this loses? Two team six point teaser. Giants from plus three up to plus nine. Bengals from minus eight and a half down to minus two and a half. How does that bet lose? So let's start with the Giants side, right? You have the Giants and the Vikings, two teams that have been probably two of the, the luckier teams in the NFL and the Vikings in this spot over the course of the NFL season, they've obviously won the most single possession games in the NFL this year. And they've never lost a game this year when they're the betting favorite, which is flat out remarkable given all the circumstances from this year. My only concern is that with the giants going on the road where Daniel Jones historically has been solid, but that this year, some of the odds have kind of flipped against him a little bit as of late. I I don't know, man. Like I, I, I think as far as Cincinnati goes, yeah, you're, you're moving it to a perfect line. Um, but the Vikings also have that ability late in the game to, to blow it out, especially if the Giants aren't moving the ball on offense. I'm still not entirely sure what Saquon Barkley's health looks like. Daniel Jones playing in his first playoff game uh, in a tough environment in Minnesota. The, the teaser makes plenty of sense. I, I get the play on it, um, but I, I, I just don't know if I trust the Giants on the road, even though the number is at a, a really good place right now. I, I think it's a really good bet, but the, the teaser that I probably prefer would be to take the Bengals, move them down from 8.5 to 2.5, and, and then also tease them with Tampa Bay at home with Brady from 2.5 to 8.5. That's a teaser that I prefer, but I certainly don't mind the way that you're going, taking the Giants to plus 9. Yeah, two things. One, I'd have to wait for tomorrow uh, to cash. That's true. Yeah, and I and I up. and I get impatient. Um, <laughs> and and this way, I actually have some rooting interest in Giants Vikings. And no, you're right. I mean, like, how does it lose? Well, I'm betting on a bad team, right? So, right. so, so the the Giants are a bad team, so they certainly can lose. And the Vikings are a bad team. I just like the amount of points there. And Bengals Ravens, a divisional game. The total is low at forty and a half. So, could that be a one point game, or could Baltimore win off some defensive turnovers? Sure, I suppose so. But that's my favorite bet of the day uh, that is available if you wanted to bet the Sunday slate. What is your favorite bet? You can go anywhere here. You can go, I just went teaser. You could go point spread. You could go total. You could go player prop. If you had to give out one bet today, what's the bet? Uh, the bet today is to to take the Vikings. I, I, I think oh, wow. they're in a – well, I, I think they're in a position, especially if you can still find them at two and a half. Um, there are a couple books that still have that number out there. I think that's the perfect number for Minnesota because I do expect it to be a single possession game. It's just a question of whether or not you like them at that three where it's likely going to push or you find it at two and a half, which is where I got it today, um, and expect a traditional Vikings win where they're able to make a run late, get the field goal, come back in advance in this, in, in this series. Uh, Minnesota, especially in, in home games, in early afternoon games for Kirk Cousin, uh, highest passing numbers of his career, most consistent numbers of his career. And, and you better believe, given how they kind of ended the season, that there's going to be a heavy priority to get Justin Jefferson involved. What you saw in Week 17, the one catch for 15 yards against Green Bay, uh, I know that Minnesota's been up and down throughout the course of the season, but that feels very much like an anomaly. The Giants' defense has been a try-hard team all year, but – uh, their numbers, Danny, aren't, aren't particularly good. They're still in the bottom half of the league in opponent yards per play, um, pass or, or points per play. They're they're very average. Um, both these defenses, frankly, are, are below average defenses playing in the postseason. So the fact that you're going with two bad teams, but you get the Vikings at home as a favorite, where they have consistently won. The, the last time they've lost as a favorite, Danny, was December 5th of 2021. 
So this is a ideal spot for them to be able to move on, even though they're a team that nobody feels like they can trust. I think the Giants actually provide a reasonable opportunity uh, for them, especially being able to cover a two and a half. Ben Heisler is our guest. I've known him since fourth grade, uh, Chicago suburb kid, was the former managing editor at Beth Sided. He used to produce my show in Kansas City. He's produced, he's hosted, he's managed talent, he's written, he's done gambling, he's done baseball, he's done everything. Uh, slide into his DMs or mine if you want to hire him. The dude is available, and as you can hear, uh, the dude is good. Uh, we've got big spreads today, but you can always bet anything close or interesting. Uh, and, of course, guys on bad teams or teams that lose big can still hit player props, overs and unders. Do you have a player prop today that you like? I do. I, I think if you're going to take a chance on anything Miami Dolphins, it's that Mike McDaniel is going to target his, his best players and scheme up spots in the first half for them to be able to get going. Like this Dolphins-Bills game, I, I think if you're looking at the first half total, that's something that I'd, I'd consider. I believe it's uh, currently at uh, what, 23. Four and a half, maybe? No, I'm sorry. It's, it's actually down. You can get it at, at FanDuel right now at 21. I, I think that's a reasonable play to take the over there, especially at 21, because I think McDaniel's going to do a really good job of scheming up guys like Tyreek Hill. So if you're looking for his anytime touchdown odds or even first touchdown odds, you want to throw a, a dart in there, um, that's currently available at plus 225 um, for, for the regular touchdown. First touchdown for Tyreek Hill, I've seen it as high as 20 to 1. Uh, think about it. All they need to do is get him in space. And, and Buffalo's corners have been very good. It's the top five DVOA defense this year. But Hill can make anybody miss. And if Skylar Thompson just connects with him on a slant, uh, he's going to go the distance. I, I think that's a very ideal play uh, to be able to take some value on somebody where he doesn't necessarily need a deep ball to be able to be a weapon. Um, so I, I think that's the play for Miami. Go for the points early, and then my, and then Buffalo is that team. Similar to San Francisco, Danny, where they're a second-half juggernaut, like a team that's going to score a bunch of points, lock you down on defense. The Dolphins actually have made solid second-half adjustments on defense. So I think that's another place that you can look, maybe on the under in the second half for Miami's team total, and then look at a team like Buffalo to go over, given the fact that it's a larger point spread. It's also an opportunity, I would say, in that game to take Buffalo live if, for whatever reason, Miami ends up making it close. Again, these divisional games in the playoffs they tend to be a little bit er, uh, closer early, given the familiarity with these two teams, and then ultimately talent winds out. So if you're looking at the big spread game, I like Tyree Kill for an anytime touchdown and a first touchdown at 20-1, to 1, and then also taking Miami's under in the second half, given Buffalo's ability to make uh, a lot of uh, adjustments uh, on defense. And that's an area that McDaniel in the second half has struggled with. If uh, First of all, if you hear a toddler in the background here, I apologize. He just walked in to the room. We've got a birthday party later on today uh, with Owen Parkins. He turns three in a couple wow. of days. Yeah, he's very he's very excited, I know. Uh, all right, last thing. Is there a future on the board? I'm looking at conferences. I'm looking at Super Bowl odds. I think it's an NFC collision course between Philly and uh, San Francisco. I know a lot of people are interested in Dallas at their current price of uh, five and a half to one in the NFC, I would be passing. Uh, but what about you? Is there, a, is there a future bet that you like right now? I, I still think if you can find that collision course that you just mentioned between Philadelphia and Buffalo or Buffalo and San Francisco, both of those have been available anywhere between seven and a half to one and eight to one. Uh, these playoffs are, are going to go down to opportunistic matchups and talent is going to win out especially with Buffalo now. And the reason that I'm taking them over Kansas city where I, I, I reside is the chiefs have found a lot of ways to win, but there hasn't been any real dominance with the exception of a couple games this year. They've let teams hang around and hang around. And at some point, I think that comes back and bites them. They still have major issues on defense. Um, they have not been good at getting pressure on the quarterback. And even with Buffalo's issues, they still remain top five in almost every statistical category across the board. So I think they get through in the AFC. And then on the NFC side, it's, it's San Francisco and Philadelphia. And honestly, everybody else. I, I don't trust Dallas on the stretch. Um, I think Prescott might be in line for, for a better game. Um, but the last three weeks, the amount of interceptions that he's been throwing is very, very concerning. I don't trust Minnesota. We've talked about the Giants. Um, you know, everybody else at this point, even Tampa Bay with Brady, the last couple of weeks, the offense has come alive. But 
Danny, they were the worst covering team in the NFL all season. So I don't trust them to be able to go ahead and cover the number for games moving forward. This feels like an opportunistic play for quality teams that are getting rest, that's getting everybody healthy with two elite level defenses and really good offensive lines. So you go ahead and give yourself a little bit of wiggle room. Take the eight, take the eight to one for San Francisco um, and, and Buffalo or the seven and a half to one right now with the two top two teams. Um, I, I think that's the matchup that really sets up best, even though you're, and you're getting Buffalo not having to go to Kansas city to play the AFC championship game, which is a massive leg up for them. They're playing in a dome. I actually think that's more advantageous for Buffalo. So I, I think that's probably the two futures on the board that I like the most. And I think it's a Super Bowl slam dunk. Good stuff. You available on divisional Sunday. Let's do it. All right. There's Ben Heisler. Check him out at Benny Heiss on Twitter. Great content. As always, we'll talk to John Jastrzemski coming up in about 30 minutes. You've never heard anyone sound more New York. But I want to co- uh, talk coaching. Bears coaches as related to some of the coaches for yesterday and in-game coaching and why it matters. It's the Parkins Playoff Show on the score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.